This is the AC Report. Well, they blew up the chicken man in Philly last night. And they blew up his house, too. Down on the boardwalk, they're ready for a fight. Gonna see what them racket boys can do. Now there's trouble busting in from out of state And the DA can't get no relief Gonna be a rumble on the promenade And the gambling commissioner's hanging on by the skin of his teeth Everything dies, baby, that's a fact But maybe everything that dies someday he comes back Put your makeup on, fix your hair up pretty, and meet me tonight in Atlantic City. Well, it's time for our weekly look at one of the most interesting communities in the world, and I can't think of anybody that I'd rather get an update from on what's happening there than Scott Cronick. He wears a lot of hats down there in Atlantic City. Editor of AC Weekly, director of entertainment operations for the press of Atlantic City. He happens to be the co-owner of a terrific spot called the Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall and also a terrific radio talk show host that I listen to uh, pretty regularly. Scott, thanks so much for getting up early for us. Hey, thank you, Frank. How are you today? I'm uh, doing well. I'm jonesing. It's been it's been almost five months since I have been to Atlantic City. That is the longest stretch uh, that that I have been uh, w- without going to Atlantic City. I think since I was about 19. So I- I'm way overdue for a visit, and, and I'm going to try and pin one down on the calendar this week. How are things down there in terms of crowd and uh, uh, busyness now that it's starting to get warm? Yeah, kids will do that to you, Frank, you know. <laughs> so I've learned. So I've learned. <laughs> um, things are good, Frank. You know, I don't know. Uh, you know, we're still not into that summer, you know, mode yet where it's mostly still really busy only on weekends. But uh, the weekends have been really busy. And we haven't seen weekends, uh, you know, die down for quite a while. I mean, we had a really strong winter even on weekends. Uh, you know, but weekdays are still a little quiet. Uh, today and yesterday were like really the first spring-like days we've had down here. So hopefully the weather will stay that way and, and we'll start picking up on the weekdays too. But as far as the weekdays, it's, it's been pretty quiet. It's been a pretty crappy spring weather-wise. And, you know, this this uh, we live and die by the weather here. Uh, now – you know, it's such a good point that you made about weekdays not being too crowded. One of my favorite times to visit Atlantic City happens to be the week. I mean, I can't always do it because, uh, like a lot of people, I have to work during the week. But uh, we have a lot of people that are listening to us who are retirees and maybe have flexible schedules or, or maybe still working from home and can work from wherever. The weekdays are actually a, pre- a pretty good time to visit Atlantic City, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're you're going to get a lot of great promotions from the casinos to lure you there on weekdays. You know, they they definitely uh, they, if you're not uh, a big high roller, you'll get amazing room rates during the weekdays. I mean, in the in the off season, you can get you can stay in a really nice room at one of the casinos for say fifty nine dollars or sixty nine dollars. I mean, where else in the 
in the world can you stay on the ocean uh, for fifty nine or sixty nine dollars? It's impossible. And the rooms, you know, uh, these aren't these are nice rooms. You know, it's not like you're staying in uh, some Motel Six on the side of the road. You know, these are luxurious, uh, beautiful rooms. It's I always say it's one of the best values uh, for travel that you're going to find. I, I would think you're probably going to be able to get into a lot of restaurants that are much tougher to get into on the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, they do cut back hours uh, a little bit on the on the mm-hmm. uh, weekdays, so you might not see everything open. So uh, most restaurants operate on three or four day weeks uh, in the off season. So if you come on Monday and Tuesday, it's going to be probably a little harder to, to get into restaurants than say it'll be on, a, say, a Thursday or Friday, you know, or Wednesday even. But uh, yeah, but but they rotate. They make sure that there's always stuff open. But when you come on Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday, you got to be a little careful. You're not going to get the full array of things that you'll get if you gotcha. come on the weekend. Gotcha. That's good. Yeah. Good to know. Important. And especially entertainment. You know, they rarely have entertainment uh, on weekdays. So if you're looking for shows and things like that, you're going to be out of luck in the off season. In the, in, the, in the main season, you'll see review shows run seven days a week and, and stuff like that. But entertainment pretty much is a weekend thing. Oh, uh, well, that's, that's important to note. Now, there's a lot of uh, exciting projects that are underway or planned for Atlantic City. I'm going to ask you about a few of them. But one of the ones that we spoke about previously was the planned water park uh, that Bart Blatstein has at the uh, at the showboat. They've broken ground on it. Bart's been on this show. I've talked to him about it. Last time I spoke to you, Scott, you seemed very reluctant uh, to think that to, to, to get excited about this. You said that you hoped for the best, but that given uh, Bart Blatstein's track record, you weren't necessarily optimistic and you didn't think that this was necessarily going to come to fruition. Uh, I understand. I heard Bart on your show recently. I understand you might have a little change of heart. Yeah. Uh, so what happened was, you know, my business partner, Mark Colazzo, and, and Bart's uh, PR person got him and I together, and we sat down and had lunch, and we realized that, you know, we had a lot more in common, and he gave me a tour of the place, and he showed me plans, and he and he really uh, took the time to kind of say that I was being unfair to him. And, you know, listen, man, I want Atlantic City to succeed. My, my ears were open, you know, and, and I told him what my thoughts were and why I felt the way I did, and he went through every single project of his from the past, from the pier at Caesars to uh, the garden pier that he bought outside of Showboat to the showboat that he's in now and explained everything to me and was really open. And, and I was kind of surprised that he would take the time. I mean, the guy's worth a lot of money. He doesn't have to take the time to explain himself to me. But he wants uh, he wants Atlantic City to succeed. And, uh, hey, they started moving dirt around. Uh, there's a lot of stuff happening underground for the water park. So they are spending money. And I am I'm a believer. And one of the other things is that I started to experience the place. I went to a party there uh, for the Lucky Snake Arcade, and I realized that, that I was kind of being stubborn. And I saw that the arcade is a really beautiful thing. And it's it's I'm a big arcade guy, and I just fell in love with the arcade. It's now the biggest pinball arcade uh, on the East Coast, and I love pinball machines. And now they're building an indoor race cart yeah. uh, track, a go-kart track that's going to be – Really awesome. That's going to electric cars that go 50 miles an hour indoors. And uh, and, and that's already being built. You can see it happening right in front of your eyes. So um, I love that arcade. I mean, I love that. He actually showed me pieces of the water park that are being built 
Uh, so, listen, man, he made me a believer, and now I'm on the other side. I, I would be surprised if it doesn't happen. Frank. Wow. All right. Well, that's uh, that's exciting. I'm happy to hear that. That arcade, by the way, Lucky Snake, is is great. If people are going and they don't necessarily like to gamble or they have teenagers or even uh, kids that are a little younger, uh, actually, I think it's great for adults, too. Uh, they have this, this air hockey table that four people can play on. As a big air hockey fan myself, I think that's uh, that's just terrific. And um, does that boxing ring in the arcade get any use? I, I, they have this beautiful boxing ring, but so far I haven't seen anybody uh, anybody do anything there. Yeah, they have events there all the time, and they they uh, they use it for some of the smaller uh, boxing events where uh, you know they don't need to put up a ring and, and gotcha. yeah, but they do yeah, especially for like some of the. Uh, um, I guess what I would say, like the lower grade MMA stuff, you know. So yeah, it's been being used. Now, now I understand the Atlantic City Air Show, uh, which is always a big deal. That is set for a uh, a major return, right? Yeah, I don't have the date in front of me, but I, I believe it's in August uh, again. And yeah, they're all set to do it. Uh, and you know, that's the, probably the single biggest day as far as people go in Atlantic City. There will be, uh, you know, there's I think what do they say five five hundred thousand to a million people that come to the city that day. It's a really big day for Atlantic City, and it's free. The only free air show of its kind. Wow, uh, you're going to find in the country. Wow. Now uh, the big controversy seems to continue to be the debate over permanently banned smoking in casinos they did away with it during the pandemic then it's it's come back but not like it was some places where you could smoke like the b-bar at borgata you're still not able to smoke it's looking like this is just a matter of time until this ban goes into effect what's your take being down there and talking with so many policymakers that are involved in this fight yeah, it's a real hot topic right now, and you have basically the casinos against the people and the politicians who have really seemed to uh, put the pedal to the metal, especially Senator Vince Palestina, who's kind of heading this, and um, it's a war right now, and the casinos are saying that it could, you know, be a major, major impact to employment, and uh, that, you know, I forget what jobs they put. Now, I expect that the casinos are probably exaggerating those numbers a little bit to try to discourage it, but um, yeah, I, I think it's going to happen. I think you're going to come to the point where uh, in Atlantic City, and it's not unlike most of the gaming jurisdictions around the country, except for Las Vegas. Uh, so Las Vegas and Atlantic City are pretty much the two holdouts on this, and uh, I guess, you know, I'm torn, Frank, because, you know, I want to see business succeed. But on the other hand, uh, it's proven that secondhand smoke is a major problem. Mm -hmm. And you have dealers standing eight hours, 40 hours, eight hours a day, 40 hours a week inhaling that. Uh, I get it, you know, and I, I, maybe it's time, you know. Uh, yeah, no, I'm torn, too. I, I'm a cigar smoker, and, uh, you know, I, I like to smoke a cigar either while having a drink at a uh, bar that's off the off the casino floor or even while I'm playing Baccarat or something. But why should, um, why should a dealer, uh, just because they're working, have to inhale my cigar smoke? I have a tough time. I have a tough time rationalizing it. So uh, yeah. it's certainly yeah. it's, it's certainly going to be interesting to see what happens. It will certainly certainly be a, a different um, a, a different environment in smoke free in smoke free casinos as it was during the uh, the pandemic now do you play at all uh, I'm guessing you don't play too much uh, Scott being living down there but to the extent that you do gamble at all what, what do you uh, what do you play uh, when I moved down here, I played a lot, and then I won a lot, and I was like, wow, I don't even have to work. This is great, <laughs> right? And 
uh, <laughs> I learned pretty quick that that, uh, that goes the other way pretty fast. And I stopped gambling. And if I do gamble, like, I'm, you know, I might put $20 in a slot machine with my wife or I'll play poker. Poker's my game. So uh, it is good to know that uh, you can enjoy Atlantic City even if you're not a degenerate gambler like I am. That's true. That's true. And, you know, it's uh, but poker's tough, though, Frank, because when I first started playing poker, uh, there weren't so many young, smart people looking to be sharks and swallow people up like me. Now, when you go play at the tables, they're they're just looking for inexperienced players. You know, there's, there's professional players that just basically look out and try to, you know, and try to prey on inexperienced players. You know, it's just it's just the way it is. Yeah, I'm one of those inexperienced players. That's why I tend to stick with video poker. Uh, Me and you both, buddy. Uh, you know, so one of the questions I always get, and if people are just tuning in, we're talking with uh, Scott Chronic, editor of AC Weekly, and uh, he's uh, also the co-owner of the Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall, which is a terrific spot. I just recommended it. Somebody was asking me for Atlantic City recommendations uh, just the other day, and I was sure to suggest the uh, Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall. One of the questions I always uh, like to ask people about is about their food preferences because there's so many great restaurants in Atlantic City. I would venture to say there's some of the best in the world. Other than um, the one that you're a partner in, what would you say your favorite Atlantic City restaurant is, Scott? I'd probably say um, I love Cafe 2825. That's uh, right near the Tropicana. It's just uh, owned by uh, uh, some local people, and it's just an amazing Italian restaurant, uh, you know, kind of old-school Italian place. Uh, that's that's awesome. I really enjoy uh, another Italian place that opened is in Bally's called Jerry Longo's. They just opened in the last year, which mm. I think is is really really great. Uh, they they do a nice job. Uh, and and uh, you know if if you're looking for uh, just an all around great restaurant that does everything, it used to be Wolfgang Puck's American Grill at Borgata, and now uh, it's just American Grill. And the same chef that runs it is there, and you can get everything from. You know, Maytag, blue cheese, potato chips to gnocchi to pizza to, uh, you know, maybe a great steak. And I just think it's a, just a great, well-rounded restaurant. Uh, That's we'll, at Borgata. We'll still at yeah. still at Borgata. Yeah, American Grill. Yeah. You know, one of the things we're seeing is you mentioned the investment that's taking place at uh, at Showboat with this island water park. The ocean, uh, even though they're a relatively new building that was a two billion dollar building when it was when it was open, they've announced a seventy five million dollar property reinvestment, including twelve floors of new hotel rooms. Bally's is unveiling seven hundred and fifty renovated hotel rooms uh, and uh, a whole bunch of other new features. Caesars is set to invest. $400 million into its casino, into its Atlantic City resorts. Now, um, for all the increased competition that Atlantic City casinos are facing from New York and uh, other jurisdictions, I take that as a pretty good sign that these companies are still willing to invest hundreds of millions of dollars into improving their existing properties, don't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But some of them had to. So, you know, when Caesars got uh, so Ocean, for example, you know, to finish those floors are, is a no brainer. I mean, they they went from being, uh, you know, the worst performing casino as Revel to the second best performing casino in town. And uh, to not have those rooms really hurts them. So they're going to add. I think it's something mm. like four or five hundred rooms when they finish those floors. That's going to you know, that's a major, major 
difference maker that's going to be able to put them. Uh, I should say they're the third casino behind Hard Rock. I'm sorry, but they're going to that's going to put them, you know, in a in a nice position to even gain more ground on Hard Rock. And uh, you're going to see Caesars is the one that had to do it. You know, that company uh, since it was bought out. Uh, they the, basically the DGE said to them, you know, we're going to approve the sale of this company uh, to you that included the Tropicana, Caesars and Harris. But you have to put money into these properties. They're neglected. Uh, the, the old Caesars company didn't do the right thing. And and basically they said, if you don't if you don't put four hundred million dollars into these properties, we're not going to approve uh, the takeover. So Caesars, you know, relented and, and said no problem because they knew for them to compete against everybody else that they had to do these upgrades. The rooms were terrible. Uh, you know, a lot of things had to be done. So, uh, and in fact, tomorrow, tomorrow they are going to release uh, eight new concepts that they're going to have uh, this year at Tropicana alone oh, wow. uh, that they're going to announce tomorrow. I, I got a sneak preview of what they are, but uh, you're going to see eight different restaurant or bar concepts announced tomorrow uh, for Tropicana. So, so they're serious about it. They just announced that they're going to have Hell's Kitchen restaurant at Caesars, uh, to go along with the Gordon Ramsay restaurant that's already there. Uh, Nobu's going to be at Caesars, which is, as we know, one of the greatest Japanese restaurants in the world, if not the greatest. Uh, so that's two major brands that are coming to Caesars. And they're going to announce a major celebrity brand at Harris very soon. And they're going to have an entire new food court and some other restaurants that they're going to announce there. So uh, Caesars, uh, Harris, and Trop are going to look very, very different this time next year. Well, that's exciting. Uh, the thing that I like about Atlantic City, one of the many, is that um, there are so many state-of-the-art amenities, uh, whether it's casinos, spas, restaurants, things that could be easily in uh, Vegas or in New York. But there's also a, a certain hometown feel, a certain dinginess that just feels like very unique to Atlantic City. That um, And I think they've been able to balance the um, the high end and the classic Atlantic City. Does that make sense to you, Scott? Yeah, it does. You know, but unfortunately, there is that part where it's dirty, too, sometimes. Right. And, and you know, we're trying to do our best. Um, a, a group of us just met recently of trying to, uh, you know, I can't really talk much about it yet, but a group of business leaders are going to try to form a new alliance to try to really push the government and, uh, you know, the, the people that can really make a difference to make a difference and try to make it cleaner and safer. And, you know, enough's enough, you know, we've had the casinos here for over 50 years or about, you know, uh, for not 50, I mean, almost 50 years. Right. So it's going to be, uh, it's got to change, Frank. We, we can't, allow the city to continue to be dirty and unsafe. We have to make sure that those things change. But there are some cool things, Frank. Like you said, uh, Tony's Bottomore Grill is a great example of a really old-school Italian place that you can go and have a $12 pizza and some fried shrimp and, and really feel like you're in the 1950s, you know. And, and there's a bunch of different examples like that, but that's probably the one that sticks out the most. And uh, I love that. I love that part of Atlantic City. A good White House sub, right? I mean, Oh, yeah. I mean, you can go down the list. Uh, the uh, the yeah. Irish pub and uh, a, a bunch of other uh, spots, yeah, yeah. E even off the boardwalk. Hey, uh, one of the complaints from Atlantic City residents was always that it was a food desert, that they didn't have a grocery store. It was announced, uh, I guess, back in October that they they were breaking ground on a grocery store. How's that going as far as you're aware? Uh, it's not going. They, uh, for some reason, have has not 
moved the, moved a, uh, a pebble of dirt on that property yet. So a lot of people are questioning whether it's going to happen. Mm. Uh, the mayor and CRDA keep assuring that it is going to happen. Uh, Shoprite is going to go there, and and. ShopRite would be foolish for it not to be. Basically, the CRDA and the state are funding the entire thing. So I do think it'll happen, but I'm not sure. If, I, I, I really don't understand why it's not being moved on quickly. They want it to be open uh, by this time next year, but they haven't even started working on it yet. So that's not going to happen. Mm, uh, wow. So that's uh, that's interesting. But you don't know what's causing the delay. No, they, uh, you know, it could be a lot of things, but, you know, who knows? But, you know, when it comes to construction, but they've cleared such an easy path that I can't imagine there's any resistance from wow. the city. I can't, you know what I mean? So I, I can't even imagine what the holdup would be other than that maybe ShopRite wasn't ready, uh, you know, on their end to, to get, maybe they're doing designs, who knows? But uh, the bottom line is they haven't moved yet. Well, that's interesting. You know, the owner of our radio station, John Katsimatidis, he also owns Gristides. And I'm sure if uh, if ShopRite passes, he'd welcome the opportunity to put a Gristides there. I think that would uh, I think that would do really well there. Uh, but, you know, one of the one of the things that we've seen in Atlantic City and if people are just tuning in, we're talking with Scott Cronick. Um, one of the things that we've seen in Atlantic City over the last few years is an attempt to diversify Atlantic City's economy beyond gambling. You've got Stockton University, which uh, is growing and expanding and doing some great things academically and economically. You've got the hospital, which is a big employer out there. What are the other exciting non-gaming projects that are in the pipeline in Atlantic City these days beyond the water park, which we spoke about? Um, geez, uh, you know, there's a lot of proposals for things like that. We talked about Bader field last time uh, about it possibly being a racetrack, but, uh, they tell me that, uh, and, and a housing development, but they tell me they're getting, you know, resistance from the state that states not seem to take them seriously. But really the truth is there's, there's, there's not a whole lot of, of, of big development. I know really? Atlantic care is doing an addition on the hospital again, uh, which is a major thing. Uh, you know, they always say eds and meds, right? So you got Stockton and, and the, and the hospital that is growing there. Uh, the one good thing is that there's development of, um, it's called AC Depco. They're a, they're the same people that helped build New Brunswick. Uh, and now they're helping build, rebuild the Chelsea section of Atlantic city. Uh, and they've got a lot of funding for that. I believe they got over a million and a half dollars in grants and federal grants and money, uh, to help do things to make that area uh, clean and safe. And now Atlantic care has applied for the same kind of funding, uh, so that they could start doing things in the Midtown section uh, once they qualify for those grants. I believe they got $500,000. They're waiting for another million there. So once you start seeing the development of those projects, uh, you can see some real changes on the streets. Uh, and, and that's what we need. We, we want to see more cops. We want to see uh, things be cleaner and, uh, and projects that are going to rip down old buildings and hopefully replace them with, with people who want to live here. Because, Frank, that's the most important mm. thing. We want to get people to live in Atlanta city on a year-round basis until that happens uh we're not going to be a true city uh and that's that's what happened to asbury park right? right it was such a dump and then when they got all those people to live there now that city is one of the greatest cities on the shore in, in the state of new jersey you know there's so much undeveloped land in atlantic city and i know uh, yeah. i why do you think there isn't more of an effort uh, to develop in Atlantic City, both uh, residential and commercial. There, it's such beautiful property right on the uh, right on the water. There, it's very close proximity-wise to two uh, big cities like Philadelphia and New York. Why haven't more developers taken advantage of that? 
Uh, you know, Bart Blastein and, and developers like him think it's going to happen sooner than later just because of the price is right, you know. And, and but, but here's the problem is that a lot of old money, de- you know, developers, old money people who really held on to this land hoping that they're going to strike it rich, right? So the, a casino is going to come and make me a, you know, I'm already uh-huh. a millionaire, but a casino is going to make me a zillionaire, right? And they were holding on to this land and they just got into the habit of holding on to it. And they're not going to sell it until they get an offer that's too good to be true. And uh, I don't think those offers are going to come uh, anytime soon. You know, you might see them be able to pull together some deals to build some condominium units or high-rise buildings and things like that eventually. But, you know, I would love to see Atlantic City, uh, especially along the shore, develop some really high-end homes like we see in Margate and Longport and Avalon and down there. You know, we really don't have a whole lot of that. And it would be really nice to see some single-family, beautiful, uh, you know, high-end homes be built in those areas. But uh, those landowners have to give up that land, and I, I'm not sure that they're going to do that anytime soon. It's really holding Atlantic City back. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Hey, Scott, it's always a treat to uh, to chat with you. I'm uh, not sure when my next trip to Atlantic City will be, but uh, hopefully we can get together. That would be great, Frank, and uh, uh, say hi to the family. Okay? I certainly will. Scott Cronick, editor of AC Weekly, director of entertainment operations for the Press of Atlantic City, uh, radio talk show host, and the co-owner of Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall.